Joining us for Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Season 19, Episode 4. My name is Stu. My name is Stork. My name is Bill, and I am having beer. My name is Robert, and I am having red vodka. Why are you so quiet? I don't know. You got the wrong mic? I don't know. Tap that mic. Yeah, he does. You got the wrong yeah, mic. Well, I don't know. Twerp. Wow. Okay, hey, how's it going? I'm Rob. What's up? Jeez. Wow, well, we it. almost got through the introductions. Almost. So close. <laughs> That's right, professionals. He does that. We put the F in professionals. All right, is that better? <laughs> I don't get it. We put the shun yeah, in professionals. Lancer, you need a Lancer's cap on. Uh huh. That's nice. I just ordered a. Um, so there's, I, I guess the, the Quebec Quebecois mm-hmm. are big into hockey. Who knew? Yeah, so I, I got a um, Quebecois. Oh, what's it called? I don't know the name of the team, but is I got it. The, the, the Senators? It's not the Maple Leafs, no. No, Ottawa is the Senators. Toronto's the Maple Leafs. The, uh, 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 oh, the, um, the Canadians. Oh, yeah. yeah Maybe? It it's the Canadians. That might be it. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. The, red, white, the red and white? Yes, it is. You're well, absolutely it's right. Quebec, so I got a blue, it's, it's a blue beanie with a little fluffy top thing on top? Uh, they're called toques. I thought, a toques? Toque. 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 I thought that was a chef's hat. I don't care, but the uh, the one with the little fluffy thing, like they wore in Strange Brew, are called Toques. See, I thought, and, I thought and that you was know the last that. name of a hobbit. It, yes, that's also correct. But Canadian. in the in the Twelve Days of Christmas by Bob and Doug McKenzie, they gave each other Toques. It's a Toque. You should go back and watch some. You should watch Strange Brew. I mean, for your character. Yeah, you actually should. But but that's not that's not French Canadian. Doesn't matter. It's close enough. The best accent I found is on Slapshot. Yes. Because there's oh, one yeah, guy yeah. who's French-Canadian. He's the, the short guy with curly black hair and the beard. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's got the dead-on accent, and I've been watching it trying to like capture that accent because it's not the same as a French accent. Nice. you got to go watch a little French guy from on the uh, on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Not Pepe Le Pew, but there's like this French logger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that, one of the yeah. funniest things ever, he falls in the water. Assistant! Assistant! <laughs> <laughs> I, they're saying in a high chat room. It's nice hi, to see room. you there. Hi, um, Master Vidar says I should get some Molson Golden beer. Molson's good. Moosehead, yeah. you know, Moosehead or Molson, Moosehead. and you got to get some crawlers. But Molson's more, I thought, yeah, Quebec than it is. Yeah, nah, Mooseheads everywhere else. Hey, you know, I heard that um, a lot of our Canadian listeners really like the show. So if they could write in and let <laughs> oh, us yeah. know what That's... would help your your Quebecois character. Well, no, be, I actually none, um, none of the French ones because it would have to be in English. The podcast would have to be English and French in order for them to be legally allowed to listen to it. Voulez-vous danser avec moi chez soi? There we go. Yes. And then uh, uh, I actually got a guideline from I think Forrest sent me. Here's a guideline for how how Quebecois speak. Nice. Yeah, she's, yeah. it's like a one page thing. It's wow. actually it's in my character sheet thing. I think. that's amazing. Nice. But That's it's really got. Cool. It says this is, and here's how they mess the phrases up when they drink too much. And <laughs> so are you, so you going to be prepped for next? I think so. For Monday. I think then? For Monday. Yeah, you guys are doing it on Monday, right? Yeah, I come back. I'm back. I'm so excited. You have a new character. I have a new character. Can you say what it is? I, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Right. Right. Spoil the surprise. But I have a new character. I'll be playing. Uh, the su- spoilers. It's on the forum. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Uh, well, then if you go to our forums, all right, at happyjacks.org/forum, that's right, you could find out who I'm playing on Monday, and you can watch it live on Twitch. That's right. Yeah. Which and, reminds me, all of us, somebody should remind somebody. It's an announcement. We'll get there. I'm going to get there. All right, we're going to get there. In this episode of Happy Chicks RPG Podcast, Troll Under the Bridge writes in with more about perception rolls. Nice. Is Kimmy telling you to turn the cameras? <laughs> I knew she would. Thanks, we knew she would. Kimmy, Kimmy's here in spirit, and she's watching over us. I told you that was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. She, I, and I'm going to listen to her because she scares me. Right, hang on. Yeah, she yeah. should scare oh, you. Don't slouch. She can. She can <laughs> hang on. She can like bench press a, like a Fiat. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. GM John asks for some help with a player. Balder poses a convention game question. Mystic Fedora writes in about problems without solutions and an ingenious solution. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. When we're on Twitter and Instagram, happyjacksrpg, all one word. You can also find us on the Facebooks. And maybe someday on Mastodon, if I can figure out how to set up a server. Other than a giant creature with tusks, what is Mastodon? It's It's kind of like an open source... Twitter. Confederated Twitter. Confederated. Wow. Are there articles of this confederation? <laughs> no, it's no. You get a flag. So. Yeah. They have a cool like like it is fifey it, theme song. You join a server, mm-hmm. and there's servers like by interest, and there's also servers by geography. Oh, interesting. And then those servers interconnect with each other, so you get a feed that is the server you're on, which is only people on that right. server. And then if if you friend someone on another server. That the content of that server will show up on a different feed with it. Wow! So Crazy. yeah, and then and then there's like the federation, which is like all of the feeds put together. Yeah. Cause remember how Twitter used to have the ho- the, right. the giant fire hose? Right. Yeah. This this still has wow. it, and it's open. It's open source, and it's not. Uh, it's decentralized. There's no central authority, yeah. so you Which can you have like. the same username on different servers, or different people can have the same username on different servers. But they're different because they're identified by their by the username and server. Oh, it's right. like an email address. Oh, okay, right, yeah. right, right, right. But it's right. It, 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 it's a it's kind of it's kind of built kind of like the way our IRC is built. Yeah, no, fascinating. I, it, I've been reading up <coughs> on it on various articles, place, not in depth as you have. But um, what I got out of it is it's kind of the Linux of social media. Okay, all right. I, I, that, that's a good yeah, analogy. That's a good it's correlation. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I, it probably won't take off. But if it does, because it's the Linux of social media, we're going to be there. <laughs> hey, we should uh, we should also for the for Happy Jacks RPG, we should have a Tinder account. But we only want to hook up with other podcasts. Okay, all right. Like like if individuals not, swipe right. No, are are there I'm other sure. podcasts that have Tinder accounts? Because it's gonna there's be only one lonely. way to find out. Only That's way to true. find out. <laughs> Just jump in that. You DM. know, Fear the Boot does because those guys are whores. I know. Absolutely. They might they might have a grinder account. Problem. That's okay. They can have that too. That's yeah. fine. That's I have good. all of them. We'll have them all. We'll have a hinge account. I wanted to. I wanted to make a uh, hinge. Oh, there's all kinds of dating apps. I was yeah. gonna. I was now. You know, uh, if I was still single, getting older, I was thinking like another ten years or so. I might. Uh, I wanted to start a app called Silver. That was just for <laughs> like sixty plus. Uh, there's a couple. There's a, there's a couple. Our time. That's right. One yeah. Which is brilliant. Right. So yeah. brilliantly named. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's for people whose kids are grown and gone. Yeah. Right. But I'm wondering. See, they're too classy because I was hoping the Boggards could license get it a grandpa to them. Can we? As can like we a just, theme song. Can we start one called GoldDiggers.com or something? I'm sure. Oh, pff, 
That's there, all of them. That's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> the trophywife.com? That, that could work for over there are. Years. There is specifically a dating app for mm-hmm. young, beautiful women who want to date wealthy yeah. men. Yeah. Isn't right. it like... Is, isn't I don't like remember what it's called. Farmer hookup I'm, or something? No. No, <laughs> that's the one for... Ag, like That's the great one. The for ag- farmers. Yeah. Farmer, actual agriculture. Farmersonly.com. Farmersonly.com. Farmers 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 not forget yeah. the stupid ads. Right. I yeah. remember seeing that in San Luis Obispo when we went to the You know, I remember, like, I want to say at this point, maybe eight or ten years ago, maybe that far back... There was specifically a for gamers dating site, and it was for geeks and gamers. Yeah, I, it still Gamer. exists. They don't allow people to talk to each other because they troll. Because gamers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Because gamers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I'm, I, that's hilarious. I signed up for it. I'm like, <laughs> can't actually. Send any messages to anyone? Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> so then how do you meet? I have I didn't stay that long. Do you, do you, do you hook up over Roll Twenty? How does it work? I or like don't know. Xbox chat room, like right. ex, like over Xbox Live or something. All right, Geek to Geek. That's what it was called. Oh, to I remember geek. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I, when I was when I was single, like way back far back, I was like, oh, I'm gonna check this out. Right. And I went on there and I was like, wow, this is really strange. And then I saw a couple people I knew. Like in Renfair Garb, and I was like, "Okay, I'm out, man." <laughs> like, no, I can't do this. Tap out. <laughs> so my account might still be on there. But it doesn't matter because no one can talk. To I me. see people I know on dating apps all the time. Yeah, all the time. Uh, if you'd like to watch the show, you can watch us live at HappyJacks.org/live. That will give you all of the links and everything. That's right. We're on Twitch, HappyJacks.org/twitch, and YouTube, HappyJacks.org/youtube. If you want to watch us live in either of those places, you can do that. Yeah, we need ten thousand viewers on YouTube. We monitor. The Twitch chat. And the Twitch right. chat, I believe, is embedded in slash live. So if you want to want to go in and actually want to talk to us or... or... Or have a conversation with a bunch of fans who also aren't listening or watching while we're on. Right. And right. then occasionally throw something over the fence. Right. That's also very right. helpful. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It really is and true. We're here having a barbecue and suddenly stuff flies over the fence. We're like, what the... <laughs> yeah. And for anyone who's who this is your first time listening, it's happyjacks.org slash live because we're used to it so we just but yes if, one word happy jacks and I think happyjacksrpg.com happy leads to happyjacks.org it does yeah. sure yeah if you're not sure just type in happyjacksrpg RPG. and then and, yeah, we'll figure one. it out it used to be you put an RPG podcast and we were the first link I don't know if we still are way back yeah. in the day uh, speaking of Twitch because I know my shit uh, yes! We have an announcement. We yes. have an opportunity to join a Twitch team with a group of other tabletop streamers, but we need your help. Uh, so if you can hear my voice, help us out and follow us on Twitch. Follow is the important thing. Because uh, we have to get over uh, a certain number, and we're pretty close, but we need everybody in there. So if you're already watching us, if you're watching us right now, or you're watching us on a, on a delayed Twitch stream... Or you're listening to us. On, right. Yeah, and you on have the a Twitch RSS feed. Or right. Twitch so make sure you're following us. Right, and uh, that helps us get out there. And and if you already follow <laughs> us on Twitch, find one person that you can make follow us and make them follow us. Make is a harsh word. Make legally force them volunteer. Volunteer. Right. Yeah. Force them. And yes. Under threat of violence. <laughs> right. And all you have to do is go to happyjacks.org/twitch, and when you get to our Twitch page. On Twitch TV, <coughs> click the follow button, which is on the right-hand side of the page, right under the banner. It's a little, a little heart. heart. Right. Yep. Now, if you're 
if you're a Facebook, if you have a Facebook account, it's already kind of embedded, right? Twitch no. is not really. No. No. no, if you go to if you go to Twitch.tv, it'll say, okay, do you want to sign up? Right. And when you sign up, you, you can, can you use can your, your Facebook. Facebook yeah. You don't and have it'll, to. And it'll like auto rotate in. And Tur- turns out you don't have to because that's where I was going. I almost never sign up for anything with my Facebook. I was gonna, I was going to add about it, but I got interrupted. We'll talk faster. <laughs> you didn't talk fast and loud enough. I know. <laughs> but, All right, the, go ahead. Uh, but the other thing uh, is if you have Amazon Prime, that gives you Twitch Prime for yes. free. Yes. Right. Which is super cool, and you get all kinds of extra bitching content and different streams yep. and other things you can go watch and everything. So uh, do it. Go to Twitch. Follow us. Get someone to follow us. Ask them. Beg them. Oh, well, there's one other Please thing. and thank you. Uh, for those Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash srvenable, uh, oh. I have been putting up miniature episodes of GM Briefing, and uh, thanks to SB Lloyd, I was able to figure out how to generate RSS feeds from that. And it looks like what it does is, depending on what your level is, it shows you it gives you all the stuff that you would get, all the audio stuff mm-hmm. that you would that you get at whatever your level is, and it, in that feed. So you could take that feed, put it in your podcast app. Next thing you know, it's there as if it were a this podcast. This is for people nice. who want to want to listen to it on their phone. Yes, we've been having yeah. a, lot of a lot for that. A lot of people want yeah, that, and that's I'm like, the way I, do it. I, I tried to figure it out. I'm like, how to set up a, a, a basically a secret feed. On the web page, I couldn't figure out how to do it. I mean, there's ways to do it, but to be able to maintain it, but it's right in front of you the whole time. Well, it, I, just get an I didn't know, but someone said someone's so, someone. I think it was I think it was S. B. Lloyd said there's another thing I listen to that I donate to that puts it all in an RSS feed, and I asked them, and they said it's the Patreon does it. So I started digging, and I went and I found him like, oh look, there's a radio box. Click yes, and it generates an RSS nice. just like that. One little checkbox. So, and one little thing just um, spinning off the Patreon stuff is uh, I know in the D&D 5e game we're starting to write in-character little blurbs about the events or about our characters and stuff like that. Like a little diary. Yeah, little diary things and we're going to start putting that on the Patreon page cool. for, for other things. And I really like, I want to get to the point where when the game is done, like I want to go back and be like alright, what did they write about me? Like what? Like that's what I'm really like. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like Patreon your, just just to find out your, your character. You mean what they were about sure. your character? Yeah. Right. Sure. He's not that narcissistic. He only cares about his character. Paranoia. Well, no paranoia. Yeah. It's, well, there's no narcissism between narcissism and paranoia. Really. I mean, they're not paranoia if they're really after you. It's true. And, uh, and but and but the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. And uh, and Kimmy uh, has. Uh, put uh, the the whip to the wheel. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds cool, right? Yeah. Woo! And so we have a schedule. The hosts have a schedule now on when we will be putting our Patreon yes. articles and contributions up. Yes. And we've also just been talking on the side about other stuff we can put up. So I'm going to, for example, I'm going to go back and find um, as much of my con prep stuff as I can do, and I'll try to package them up and then put them up as like, here's all my Grim Run stuff and my Grim characters and that kind of right. stuff so people can... If they're interested, can go and just grab those things and really use them or read them. People or care about that. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I think well, they do. I would love to have a repository of pre-gen PCs for really? games. Yeah. Oh yes, I got. I still have all that stuff I did for free show stuff. Really? 
Yeah. Well, but there's like there's a server though that Patreon has, and so I don't know if it could hold all of that. (laughs) All of your friends. True. True. (laughs) Well, it was funny. I remember one time talking with um, talking with Shane Hensley, and I was telling him, "Oh, I'm making characters for this Savage Worlds game that I'm going to run." And he says, "You you make characters?" I was like, yeah, and he's like, I just grabbed pregens out of the books that we've done, and I use those. Well, that's because he's like, a, but, no, but he's just like, yeah, I, he like do it. He's like, you do why special stuff. Why do all that work? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, well, I guess when you made the system, you could do that. I, those are know, already right. the characters he's made, though. And like, played. so in essence, or, or paid to have made exactly. Or who knows, yeah. Right? Right. yeah, they're still his. So he paid for them. Sure. <laughs> Look, when you own the company, it's all yours, right? Exactly. Cool. Evolution of the perce- perception check from Troll Under the Bridge. Wait, so, you admit you skip who played what this week? Oh, does anyone play, want to talk about what they played real quick? Uh, we played D D on Sunday. How did it go? It actually went really, really well. Did you win? Um, just, yes, it did. Is this the desert? Yeah, the desert of despair. Uh, which, which you can watch on Happy Jacks uh, Sunday Twitch. Night. Sundays at five p.m. Right, Pacific live time. at five p.m. Or it should be up probably Tuesday. I'm going to say. Don't say Tuesday. Wednesdays. I try to get it up on by Wednesday. Okay. There you go. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't checked to see if the new one's up yet, but don't. and that's being run by that's uh, being run by Jason. Jason yep. probably fine. Yep. Yeah, probably. he's doing on, he's, on the on the twitches. Yeah, and on the twitters at probably fine. Um, but um, big thing happened where all four party members now have to make a choice in order to fight the big necrotic undead. We actually have to go through a ritual within Everon system where we now will end up dying in order to pass through like their null zone mm-hmm. and it's it's caused some very interesting character things like so for instance my guy's a paladin it's all about life and happiness and everything mm-hmm. like that as a character like or as, a, as a player I've decided that that's cutting off from my god so I'm going to lose most of my paladin abilities going in there and I'm I think I'm going to get just wrecked because then I'm a substandard fighter <laughs> nice so it's curious. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I don't know. If you, as a paladin, I think you would get more because you're you're even you know there's none of this mortal coil that they have to work with. It's now just pure spirit. Yeah, but if you're dead, how do you fight for life? You're not dead. You're not. You're just somewhere in between. Oh well, okay. In 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 you're only mostly, mostly dead. dead. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting. I think Sunday there's going to be a lot of come to Jesus on Sunday. Depends it's on what your God's power if you, if you worship a God that deals with death, man, you're all He just over said it. his God was all about life and happiness. Okay, well, let's see. Yeah, yeah. I, they, they called it... He's the twin gods of Ben and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> In 5e, you take O's, mm-hmm. right? And mine yeah, is yeah. O- Oath of Achens, which is mm-hmm. all about party. And then, so somebody in the chat room dubbed it as, like, the, the party on oath. Like, and I was like, oh... You have a hipster paladin. No, I have a Garth or Wayne. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty much it. Nice. So it was good. Tune in. Or a Bill and Ted Sunday. That's, that's true. Right. I, I am excellent to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm. I'm. I'm playing in a non-Happy Jacks game, though. We want to figure out how to. Uh, we're talking about how to do streaming. Um, I'm playing with Scott Kurtz, who does Table Titans and PvP online and stuff. And Scott's GMing in the Fallen Veil setting that they made for the comic. Right, um, which they're also doing a. Uh, I think for five E, they're doing a, uh, a world setting book. It's a couple, um, which is pretty cool. So they're going to do like a whole setting for five E with it. Um, and he's we're doing a hex crawl, which is super cool. So a hex crawl is basically we have the town that we're in, which is called Switchwagon. It's called that because it's where like every trade route runs through this centralized hub of commerce, and so anything and everything you could want to find is there. 
small to grandiose um, cargo Sinister. changes. Yeah, cargo changes there, right? So it's uh, it's this hub, and we're these characters that are all really young. In fact, we're level zero when we started, um, and he has a really interesting character creation system we've gone through, which is when we start, uh, just like, okay, all your stats are 10, and we don't even know what classes we are. And he kind of just asks questions during the course of play, and then he's, he'll say, like, uh, like one of the things that happened to me, when we started, he said, so, what's your character's name? And so he's like, oh, it's this. And he's like, why are, you, why are you coming to Switchwagon? So my character, I'm like, oh, I'm Gisby Winge. He's like, why did you come to Switchwagon? I said, to be famous. I came for fame. He's like, okay, that's interesting. So what did you bring with you to help you or protect you? I said, my, well, my, my wit and my charm, of course, because why would anyone hurt me? I'm Barney Winge. <laughs> so it's interesting. I kind of started moving towards Bard, and I definitely am in that camp now. But I'm probably the most, of the characters, I feel kind of the most straight ahead of the characters. Because one of the other characters said, I can't remember what his actual character name is, like Jim something, whatever. He goes, uh, he goes but my nickname is Pickles, and once everybody learns my nickname, they all call me Pickles, and I hate it. And he's like, oh, okay. Listen, look, like, clowns can be bards, too. He, he says, why did, you, why did you come to Switchwagon? He's like, well... I, I lost my hand in an accident, and I want to have it reattached. I really want it magically reattached. He's like, how long ago did you lose your hand? He's like, a couple of years ago. She's got a little tiny and he, hand. And he, and, he's like, yeah. and he says, where where do you have it? He's like, oh, oh I carry it preserved in a jar around my neck, which is why everybody calls it pickles. pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, hilarious. And the, uh, and the, and the thing he brought with him to help protect him is he has, he's built kind of a rune, a rune mech hand. But he almost never wears it. He only puts it on if he has to do something that requires two hands. Because he hates it. So, like, like crazy, just, like, super fun stuff like that. And one of the other characters um, has a, a spatula that um, she got from her grandmother uh, that let, that helps in any cooking that she does. And also, he uh, she can make uh, grilled cheese sandwiches magically out of thin air. Just, like, funny, funny crazy That's stuff awesome. like that. awesome. I kind of want so that. The, but the character gen is he asks questions, and then as we go through and we say we're going to do things, like I, a horse was going to hit me. A horse got loose in the street and was coming creeping towards me. And he said, uh, so what do you do? And I could have just said, oh, well, I, I speak to the horse and tell it to stop, because maybe my character can talk to animals. Or I cast charm animal, or whatever. I could have said anything, but I said I dive out of the way. He's like, oh, how fast are you? Are you... Are you is, is being spry and, you know, like, a big, I mean, well, it's not, it's not as important to me. As, it's not, I'm not good as that as I am being, like, you know, a charming guy. But, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nimble. So he's like, okay, great. Give yourself, a, like, a 14 dex. Right. And that was the first stat I got. Oh, okay, cool. Right, so, like, we were filling in our character sheets. Like, I have two stats and no abilities. I just, we say what we want to do, and then we kind of roll, and I'm then always and we fill it in that. as we do that, right? So, so cool. over the course of maybe the first four or five games, we'll kind of build out to our level one characters, which is mm-hmm. crazy cool, right? And then the other element is a hex crawl, which I guess is like the super old school way of playing D&D. And once we're outside of the city, and this just happened in our last game, we went to this hex map, and it has numbers for all the hexes. And we've been told that there's, oh, there's a castle that's, you know, and, and it's really roughly described where it is. And we're looking at the map, and he's like, so where do you guys think it is? I'm like, well, based on the description, it's probably... I don't know, up in this area somewhere, we're using roll 20, so we're all kind of pointing. He's like, okay, well, where do you, which, what's your guys' instinct where you think it is? And we're like, uh, this hex. And he's like, okay, well, I'll note that on your map that this is where you think it is. 
But we don't know. All we know is there's forest and there's a river. Like it's re- and, right. and as you go in each of the hexes, the best modern day example I could give is think if you were playing Skyrim and you're like, oh, I know this is plains for a while, and you start running in the plains, and you're like, oh, oh, there's a cave here. Well, should I check out that cave? I don't know. And if you don't, it's now it's on your map. So as we go explore this map, there's stuff in all the hexes, and sometimes it's randomized, and sometimes Scott knows what it is, and so it's just this really different way of thinking about playing and stuff. So I was going to really say cool. it reminds me a lot cool. of uh, of EverQuest back in the day. Yeah, it's where, where you're really starting out at just basically you don't even know how to get out of the town, you barely <laughs> yeah. know how to open your bags, yep. and eventually when you do, you're killing rats and they're killing you, and you and you figure out slowly everything unfolds, and it's really cool yeah. to be able to do that in a role playing game because you don't actually have to go outside the walls of Kinos and kill rats for yeah. six yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it seemed like it was going to be tough for us to actually get outside of town because two of us immediately got jobs in town. Like uh-huh. good jobs. Oh, really? And we're like, yeah. Well, well, one is the chef. She's the chef of the of like the biggest tavern that there is because she, has, she can make magic. She can make grilled cheese sandwiches for nothing. And then like as it gets pluses to all her cooking rolls, right? I can so, spatula, darling. Yeah, I have a gift. I spatula very well. <laughs> I spatula and very well. I was, and, I was, and I was like, oh well, is there an is there a stage? Is there an area? And he's like, oh, there's an area in front of the hearth. So of course, because I I decided yes I am playing a bard. So now I like I'm I'm either doing boggard songs or with slight variations to words that make them fit the world, or I'm writing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my typical thing, and this has been pretty fun, is we'll be in there and something will be happening, and some moment will come up where it's like oh something's going to happen, or there was a fight that was about to break out or something, and I'm like so I went down to the street that I just start like singing. In the middle of like whatever is happening, to attempt to get people to like buy beer or mellow out or whatever, and it's great because I haven't cast a spell yet, so I'm not like using you don't even know bardic if you can. magic. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm just singing, attempting to make people maybe listen to me and not punch each other or whatever it is. So that's been pretty fun. So that's that's I, a really I, cool game. Yeah, I really want to hear this. This yeah, needs well, to be on the pop, yeah. on the feed. Well, yeah, that's what I've talked to to Scott about is um, is how like how do we you know, get it set up for streaming through Roll Twenty. Like or, we have to figure all that stuff recorded out. Recorded. Well, we are. We are recording it and to do it on podcast. And I already talked with Stu and with Scott about it. And we'll at least, like, also like mirror it here, have it available through Happy Jacks. But it's really fun. And man, Scott is such an amazing freaking storyteller. If you haven't read Table Titans oh, yeah. or PvP Online or Binwin's yeah, Minions right. or that stuff, it's like unbelievable. And he's he brings all of that to the table, right? And everybody in that game are all either writers or artists and stuff, so everybody just has this completely fun, twisted view. Now, PvP stuff. Online's almost 10 years old, right? It's older oh, than no, that. It's, it's, older than that. it's, it's a, one of the first web comics I yeah. can actually remember. I mean, yeah. he's, he's been like doing this a long 14, time. 14, 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's been yeah. doing it for a long time. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's still going. In fact, there's a, the storyline right now is about, uh, about GMing, and uh, Cole, who's the editor of the magazine, is yep. usually their GM and has been their GM since college, and he talks about how much he hates it because he overprepares <laughs> and everything. And then, uh, but then he gets sick right in the, right as I about to start the session. He's like, and he's like, uh, I have to use the bathroom. And and so uh, Brent talks his wife Sierra into running the game, so she's going to step in and do with no prep, do a one shot, no, no prep. prep. That's awesome, right? So that's the storyline, which is funny because because that Table Titans or PvP? That's, that's on PvP. PvP. That sounds like a Table yeah. Titans. PvP plot. started in 1998. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're coming up on the 20th. 20th. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's awesome. All right. 
We hit emails. Yay! Evolution of the perception check from Troll Under the Bridge. This is sort of a continuation of the Sergeant Dan email from two weeks ago, or from two episodes ago. I mean, it been two weeks ago. Can you smell that? Is, that? is that dead horse I'm smelling? It, it, yeah. Maybe a little. Just a hint? Not yet. Okay. Not yet? Not yet. It's definitely gamey. It is it's gamey. gamey. Yeah. So, not to beat an already dead horse perception <laughs> checks. Well, I guess it is. Now it's dead. However... I thought to add a bit of personal insight on the discussion in episode 2 of season 19. First edition D&D, uh, AD&D. Players say, search the room. DM tells them what they find. DM rolls for when an elf or a ranger, pa- when an elf or ranger passes a secret door or concealed door. Thieves could hear noise when required, and they made their rolls. What? No, just, it's the AC, I guess. Going on. There's no AC. No, it's the... It's oh, the it's beer the fridge, fridge working yeah. overtime. Like, I heard drinking. chimes, and I was like, sorry. Do you smell almonds? No, not yet. <laughs> right, Burnt toast? <clears throat> is your, there's your left arm numb? <laughs> not, not enough to feel good. <laughs> there goes your social life. <laughs> not enough to be a stranger. That's right. Uh, thieves could hear noise when required, and they made their rolls. Players mapping out a dungeon would frequently lead them to search for secret and or concealed doors with blank spots in the map. That the map alluded to. I remember doing that exactly. I do too. I remember actually going through dungeons like, this seems like a, there's a big blank spot. Can we go back and check? And so that was actually one of the benefits of mapping. Mm-hmm. Third edition D&D. Players would 20 the room. The DM mm-hmm. tells them what they find. That, that means you're, we're going to search the room until we would have gotten a 20 on a We're going to take a 20. Mm-hmm. We'll take a 20. Yeah, yeah. take a 20. So you're going to take however long it takes to search yeah. the room. I'll just like, keep mm-hmm. rolling until I get a 20, right. or you can tell me. I'm like, all right. Well, no, they actually, thankfully, mm-hmm. they did away with the option of, I'm going to roll until I get a 20. Right. And they actually made it taking a 20. Right. Or right. taking a 10, which was like half the time or something like that. Right. And you added your bonus. Uh, PCs could uh, search for secret doors. The DM frequently asked... For a search or spot checks, thereby tipping off the players that something was near. Hence begins the reliance on the role play. This version is where mapping fell fell to the DM and battle mats, the shift towards mini wargaming. Uh, Bletch, I never liked it. I think it's pronounced blech. Blech. But it's spelled bletch. Well, no. I mean, it's like lichen, not lichen. It's lichen, isn't it? No. The un- I like the wizard is alike. I've always said like. I thought it was a lick. People say lich. I don't know. I'd like a lick. Is it? It is lich. I bought that lich of phylactery. Liches love phylacteries. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) It still makes me laugh every time I hear it. So from now on, lich has to be pronounced lich. Lich. Right. (laughs) Just so that stays funny. (laughs) Uh, Thereby tipping off the players at something near them. Oh, oh, sorry, Pathfinder. DM would ask... No, no, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Bletch. Bletch. I never liked it. I never liked it. DM's skill at description takes a sharp decline in favor of the instant gratification. Damn yuppie gamers. I don't know if you can blame that on young urban professionals. Yeah, the yuppies were early 80s. Most of them didn't play games. They sure didn't. Yeah, so they were too busy doing coke. (laughs) They're like, yeah, (laughs) buy, buy, sell, (laughs) take a 20. (laughs) (laughs) Pathfinder... What's the name of that movie? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street? No, no. Okay. it was earlier than that. It was uh, it was Rob Lowe, one of the best phallic names ever. Yeah, um, uh, and I think Andrew McCartney. Um, uh, I'll look on to me in a bit. Something about the city. Carry on. I'll just shout it out. Just okay. randomly. Shout Great. it out randomly. Pathfinder. 
The DM would ask for perception checks, thereby tipping off the players that something was near or something was about to happen. Still not an efficient system. DM's skill at description is further dismissed and degrades. Players get even lazier. <laughs> Role-playing, that's R-O-L-L, is further ingrained into the gaming culture, much to the detriment of the hobby. I don't think you can blame that on Pathfinder and 3rd Edition D&D. Oh, I was that say, shit's yeah. been going on forever. Yep. But but reading, reading that doesn't necessarily sound like Pathfinder to me, but sure sounded a lot like when I went and played in that Adventure Society... Thing, sure. Because oh my gosh, no one oh, gave a um, crap. Uh, not not Adventure Society. Uh, no, uh, uh, it's a Pathfinder one. Yeah, I know. It's Pathfinder Society. Pathfinder yes. Society. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which is for for Pathfinders. Yeah. I personally have tried the passive perception check system. Players sink all their po- all the points they want they want into perception. I would add up all the bonuses conferred by class and ability. Add a ten. And that would be the score all the time. No dice roll needed. If a player wanted to boost it, they only needed to state they were slowing down to look around and gain a bonus. Hmm. Usually in the form of finding what they were looking for. This system seemed to work well enough. I believe that the enter- an enterprising GM can come up with a system with minimum effort. Anyway, my idea of fun is not necessarily someone else's, just my opinion. Man, that sucks. That takes away player agency as far as... Or dice... Well, Dice agency. As you know far what? As I'm I, well, okay. Because I'm actually kind of a fan of the GM rolling of perception rolls. Yep. So am I. And and you were, when you said player agency, I'm like, oh, but but dice agency. Dice agency. Dice are still being rolled. In many ways, if the GM rolls it, you don't know if you know something anyway. I mean, it's it's a real metagamey thing anyway. Well, I'm going to roll a perception roll. Oh, I'm going oh, to. roll. I mean, that, that happens it's, all the time. It's, it's like, a real problem. Okay, so and so make a perception roll. Can I make one too? Can I make one too? Yeah. yeah no, you hear it. And you then. Know, but you know, sorry. You know, what you could do is you could say like at the beginning of every scene, right, where you know you're like, hey, this is the next block of stuff, and it was going to happen. You could just say, everybody, everybody, make a perception roll and tell me what you got. And not, and there's nothing to look for yet, right? Like it's just like, okay, should at any point in the time of the scene, a need for a perception check comes up, I've got them. I've got them. Right. What, what game was made it? your roll? What game was it where we ha- you had us everybody roll like three or four rolls and you just held onto it? I think that was D and D, wasn't it? That's I was in it, and I haven't played a D&D game in a long time. Was it, no, it would have been 4th, maybe 4th edition? No, it was, was something it recent. That? It was something recent. Well, it might have... It wouldn't have been Vampire. Uh, I don't... It wouldn't have... Maybe... Would, I don't think I would have done that in L5R. Her moment. No, I wouldn't do that in no, moment. different. I don't was know. Was it a GURPS game, or maybe Savage Worlds? Either way... Is it fatal? Yeah. Oh, you know what it the might have been? You know what it might have was it the Call of Cthulhu t- playtest? I might do it in that. No, it was recent because I, I thought it was you that made us do that. And then we wrote it down and you wrote it down and it had either post-its or you had like a list. And then you just ticked it right. off as we went. Right. That, I mean, if you, if, if you believe in dice voodoo, you, that you can do that. Just have everyone roll, take a scrap of paper and roll out five perception checks. That's it. Like, yeah, that's exactly then it. And hand them to me, and I'll use them as they come up. That's that's one in my mind. To my mind, somebody who likes putting the randomizer on the table, right? The the very fact that I don't want you rolling for it because it's not your character. You as the DM, right. that's cool. You roll. You've got a hundred characters to play with. I'm rolling mine, right? Leave me alone. Right. Um, but doing it at the beginning of a game or a beginning of a session and say, "Give me ten. 
and then you go through until that 10 is done, you know, probably call it two sessions, right? And yeah. then you just re-roll every time, and, and by that point, maybe bonuses have changed or something along those sure. lines, and I can just do it at the top, and here's all my stuff. I know there's some good ones in there. I know there's some bad ones in there. I don't know when they're going to come up. Right. You know, and I think that's still the exciting part. Exactly. And but it's still I know it's mine. I know if I screwed up or I know if there's a 20 in there. Right. You know? The cool thing to me and the reason to do that or something like that or have the GM roll them secretly is that if the players don't know that there's something to miss, you don't have to not only worry about them metagaming, but then have that anxiety wondering in your mind if am I metagaming? Did I miss something? Would I, am, yes. am I doing something I wouldn't have otherwise done if I didn't know that I missed a perception mm-hmm. check? Absolutely correct. That kind of thing. So if you don't even know what's happening, if I just go over here and I go and I just cross out a line because I'm, I'm, I've decided that you've just passed a trap and you rolled a four. Guess what? I'm getting eaten. Right. Well, yeah. but it also brings up a really interesting side benefit, which is, say, everybody has sixes or something and somebody else has a ten, right? And you go through and you go, uh, all right, you, 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 just keep walking. You, looks like the ground is weird. It might be a pressure plate. Now it gives this guy a moment to go, everybody stop! Don't move! Something's weird, right? Now it gives that guy a focus. It gives him a moment. And that happens in real life all the time. Sure. Like, yeah. look out, duck, what, what? Right. Um, you know, people just blithely wander through, and it takes somebody else to go, that thing's going to fall. Um, that that It's a much more interesting mechanic to do it that way than it is to just roll, all right, I notice it, what is it? Or you and you and you notice it, uh, we all notice it, what is it, right? It, it's That way you can you can custom tailor it. It's like, you notice something's weird on the ground, judging from the roll. You, you're a thief, right? You, it might be a... It, you also notice something on the ground. Maybe it's a pressure plate. And you, you just notice that they're noticed something, so you're looking too, and it looks like the ground is disturbed, right? So now all of a sudden you've got three different things. They can all go, stop. And pull their heads together. Right. It's much more interesting. Yeah. Dice can help inform the narrative descriptions. I, mm-hmm. I yeah. also I also like in that kind of setting, um, if you're if they notice something or they get that information and like the one person gets it, is is telling is like giving them a note. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you're passing yeah. a note because they can do what they want with it. Right. They they're the only one who noticed it. Right. And that was the one thing that was actually super fun about that way, way long ago when we played that um, Traveler game that Tappy ran. We were all online, right? Mm-hmm. We were doing Google Hangouts before that. We were doing Stick'em or whatever, right? Is that we would have these private chats and Tappy would put it look, and then it was up to us to tell everybody else about the thing if we felt like we wanted to, and we all were telling what part of we wanted to. So we're all unreliable narrators sure. to each other, right? And... And even it, and and I I found interesting. No one would just verbatim read whatever he sent. Yeah, you can't. Right, right. You wouldn't be like, oh, there is a. They'd be like, oh, yeah. So you start putting it in your character voice, and you're and you're thinking like, yeah, okay, I'm going to tell him like about eighty five percent of this, but I'm going to keep that little bit in my pocket, right? Uh, and but no one knows anything other than what you've told them. Even like brand new players will in. Like instinctively, not do that. They will. Right. They will look at it and go, "What is that?" And they'll come up with their own way of saying what it is that mm-hmm. they're through their character's filter, and it will be usually mostly accurate, mm-hmm. but not entirely. Right. And Which it, is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm reminded of the scene in Raiders where they walk into the temple and they see the little statue. Goes, "Let us go." There's nothing here, and, and he and he grabs him and he pushes him up against the wall. And he doesn't right. say anything, and he grabs a little thing, and he puts it down, and you know, then the dart hits it, and, and he's like, oh. right? It, it, that's exactly the moment mm-hmm. that you're giving your players with yeah. this kind of mechanic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. To give them the ability now to like, right. he didn't even have to say anything. He just could put the thing down and brrr, there's a dart. Now he could look at everybody smugly. <laughs> so whether you take a bunch of rolls <laughs> and, 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 and stockpile them, or they have them rolled at the beginning of each mm-hmm. scene, or whether you roll for them because you have all their stats or whatever it is, we're all agreed, it seems like, having it be a thing that you just inform them when it happens, as opposed right. to going, oh, all right, everybody make a perception roll, yeah. is, is better. Oh yeah. yeah, it makes it smoother. Right, hard to do sometimes. And it gives, yeah. and, and but, as a GM, I think also now you are less inclined to use that perception roll as a crutch mm-hmm. of as a stalling technique, which is a real problem because sometimes you're like, everybody make a perception roll. Well, now that they're all written down there, instead of you just crossing them off, you're like, I'll just, I'm just, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go, and I'm going to say that that checking off for an actual. Are important stalling, event. Are stalling techniques bad, though? No. I need them sometimes. I, do, I know. <laughs> and certainly going it's to like, the bathroom oh, five shit. times in a minute is fine. Well, that's, I, hold on. That's just age. <laughs> that's just that's to age. That has nothing to do with anything. It's got a bladder the size of a pea. Um, but yeah, I, I like stalling techniques. <laughs> They're important. Oh, no, I completely Especially agree. Especially when it's like... I wasn't expecting that. Right. Especially when you have Rob in a group and he goes and completely derails right. your plot. Yeah, Or like the party burns through what you had prepared in the first 20 or 30 minutes. Right, that was that famous... Uh, yeah, and then you got uh, yeah, And I have to game. improvise the next two and a half hours of a con game. You did it. Yeah. Nobody knew. It's awesome. I told them at the end. I know. They were all... And there was cheering. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so thank you very much. Yeah, I'll Troll that, under the bridge. I hope that's a good solution. Somebody try it and let us know how that works. Because uh, I don't remember whose game it was that we did it in. I thought it was really cool. I remember hearing it. I, I don't remember what it was. I know, I know that um, Creative Cowboy does that routinely. He, I remember him mentioning the fact that he would ask for a, quite a few I, number of I, rolls. Yeah, I actually but he just got it. the raw dice rolls. Right. Just write down the raw dice rolls. Yes. And then any time that there's a secret roll, could be a perception check, maybe it's... I don't something else, right? He a applies. wisdom roll yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's where that's where you say that's where you say to the players, okay, do me a favor, right at the top, your perception bonus, your you know all your saving throws or whatever, right. and then give me a list of twenty rolls. And so while you're prepping as the GM, everyone's sitting there rolling dice for a little bit, writing things down. It's right. almost like, okay, you guys done? You guys ready? Okay, now we're gonna start. Right. Yeah. Well, I know that like one thing Dave's doing for Monday for the Savage Rolls Risk game is he's got all of our characters. Right. And he's like, okay, I got to go through and make sure it's done correctly. It's done correctly. <laughs> well, because man, Riffs is freaking complex. Mm-hmm. Like for a system that's easy to make characters in, Riffs curves balls the shit out of that stuff. Man, it's crazy. Right. The old system was oh yeah more intricate. <laughs> Yes, this, I, I realize this is a you're, simplified you're version. You're choosing your words carefully when you say intricate. I love Palladium <laughs> Riffs. I have the scars to prove it. Uh, Tomes, uh, uh, back to perception checks briefly, it says that he likes the Powered by the Apocalypse perception checks. Whoever rolls is also on the hook for the bad stuff that happens on their failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's less of the I want to roll too situation. <laughs> that makes I want sense. a bad thing too. Yeah, but you still have the metagaming aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, you might. Yeah, I except, think, except there's a there's a a disincentive to pile on a bunch of rolls. True, because it, it, it's dangerous to roll dice. But it might be really cool though, even if somebody you know rolled everything out. And there's a you know a twenty, a fifteen, a twelve, eleven, and somebody actually rolled a one and told you, right? You can go through and go, hmm, all right. So the twenty notices and the one doesn't. All right, so you blithely stumble into the pressure plate. As you notice that there's a pressure plate, you guys roll initiative to see who can notice it first. You're right. going to shout it out or you're going to let them hit it? <laughs> or however that works. It's still much more interesting than just, uh, you notice there's a pressure plate, you don't. 
I got a 20 on my initiative. Right. I'll right. let him hit it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's uh, GM help with player from GM John. E-I-E-I-O. Well met, lords and ladies of Douchetopia. I bring you warm greetings from the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. Uh, you know, I actually like Rio Bravo. That, of the of the John Wayne remakes of movies, that, yeah, that was my favorite. Because I, I think that Mitchum played a much better drunk than Dean Martin. What was... How can anyone play a better drunk than Dean Martin? Because Dean Martin always had to look pretty, and Mitchum looked like shit to the entire... And I mean, he really... I, I mean, I watched the thing, and he'd just look hungover. Maybe my head hurt watching him. <laughs> what was the What was the battle over in Airplane? Like, yeah. What was it? it? It's almost like the Rio Grande Valley, but it was like Macho Bravo or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Macho Bravo. Macho was Bravo, it. was yeah, that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's anytime someone <clears throat> comes up with like a weird Texas half-Spanish name, that's all I can think of is Macho Bravo. The Battle of, or the, yeah, the yeah. Battle of Macho Bravo. Yeah. Uh, warm greetings from the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. I have been a long-time listener who got turned on to your show from the Fear the Boot podcast and found myself enjoying the format. Excellent. We, we should... Hook back up with those guys. Yeah. yeah. That's why we got to be on Tinder. They've been cool with us. Right. Well, and they're, uh, aren't they doing a con or something at some point soon? Through the con? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up, I think. Yeah, it is. If it hasn't already happened. Yeah. You guys should invade it. I backed it. Yeah. As a non non attendee. attendee yeah. Okay. Can they, they go to Gen Con? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna email Dan and find out if they're yeah. gonna be at Gen Con because Stu and I are going this year, so, right? And that also ooh, ooh, ooh. might that might be uh, a good solution for audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're they're within driving distance, I think. And what um, if they're going? What, they would put up on it, allow us to put up on them to do that. What dates are Gen Con? Seventeen August something. Yeah, 17th August seventh. Yeah, that week. You gonna be there? My event got moved up a week. That I was supposed to be doing, so maybe. Yeah, we'll so talk about. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, my event's actually happening at the same time in the same area. I think I can make it. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, be surprised I, yeah, if they wouldn't send you to Gen Con, considering what you do. Yeah, I have a press event in Indy. That, that I actually have a press event in Gen Con. I'll <laughs> be a hosting yeah. a panel. Enough of the pleasantries. I Hi. find myself in need of some GM advice. Ooh, wrong place. I have been gaming for many years, 10 plus, and have only had to kick one person out of my gaming group, and it was for real out-of-game doucheness to another player. But that's the story for another time. But you know what I have to say? You actually kicked a player out of a group. I can't tell you how many emails we get where people don't even know how to do that or Correct. don't have to do that. This person was broken, and you had the presence of mind to actually do that. Good job. Awesome. Take a drink. Yeah. The next thing he says. Well, I agree. I ran out of beer. I need more beer. Well, then you better go get one. Right, I'm going to Ella Blanc. It's an IPL. India Pale Lager. It's hoppy. It's Don't earthy. Worry. It's earthy and unexpected, and it has a kangaroo with boxing gloves on it. How do you not like that? Be happy. I regularly attend a local LARP and decided I wanted to run a tabletop game for a few people I regularly LARP with. Excellent. Well, one of my players, we will call him Drew, <laughs> is a good guy at the LARP. Really stand up dedicated to the LARP in our kingdom. However, it wasn't until after we invited him to join our tabletop game the problems came out. Right, right. Now Drew is a good guy, like I said, but we cannot, for the life of us, get him to focus on the game itself. I was, until recently, running a Pugmire game. I don't even know what that is. It's basically it's- 5e. <laughs> and he was getting lost in the combats. So like any good GM, I tried to work with the group and my new player. 
If grid-based combat was an issue, well, then I'd move on to a system that was more narrative. So I wrapped up the Pugmire game on a high note and announced that I would be running an Exalted game instead. That's awesome. Exalted is a game I had run for many years, and I know the setting very well. What? Can you, you hand me the paper towels? Yeah. You too? No, I just, I just, it was, I, I've spilled it all over my beard. See, I don't have a beard, that's why I spilled it all over the table. <laughs> it's just not me, it's not on your precious one. I, I smell judgment. I have a job, what am I doing? <laughs> now, do you? Do you? <laughs> Shut up. Burn. I used to have a job. I'm doing it. Um, Exalted is a game I'd run for many years, and I know the setting very well. I thought the high fantasy and high narrative would make it easier for Drew to actually RP in. After the first session, we all realized that was a mistake. He was getting even more lost in combat and just general scene flow in general. He is constantly going out of character to the point where not just me, but other players have to call Bill on him. Uh, Bill is a command a friend and canine officer used to heal his canine in a pursuit. Basically, a hold or time out. That's Got an oddly, oddly specific in, in joke. I, I, hope, yes. I hope the dog yeah, is like named Bill. Well, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's, they probably use something besides heal. So, they, the, so the, the bad guys don't go, yeah, heal! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I've heard... They do a lot of German commands. Did you, like, literally just... Well, actually, me? Well, actually, I've heard... Actually, <laughs> they use a lot of German commands. Oh! I've written... That reminds me. I've written the lyrics for a new song. Is it called Well, it Actually? Called? No, it's called Mansplaining. Nice. Or Mansplained. Mansplained? Mansplained. Yes, it's hysterical. No, it's, I, well, I think it is. Wow! So humble. Especially the, especially the chorus. I think the chorus is very funny. All right. I'll be the judge. It's a little profane. Now... <laughs> Shocking. I'm a patient GM, and I try to let a lot of things go for the sake of we're all there to have a good time. However, I have other players talking to me about the game and about how their patience for him is wearing thin. What makes my problem worse is that Drew came up to me after the short campaign of Pugmire and actually thanked me for running the game. He Aww. said he was so happy to be, the, to be a part of a real gaming group. So now I am torn as to what I should do. The easy solution would be to dump Exalted and try another system. Nope, no but this is the system all the other players have been begging me to run for months. Please advise. GM John. P.S. Have a drink. Mm-hmm. I got a beer now. I can do that. Mm. P.S.S. I haven't been able to get to the forums due to my work and college schedules, but I always listen to every show. Thank you. The great work. Thank you, GM John. P.S.S.S. Which is really funny because it's usually PPP. Yes, post He likes the scripts. Right. He posts script, script, script. Okay, this has gone on long enough. Uh, so advice for I think this guy just needs to be have I don't think he thinks the game is real enough. If he comes from LARPing, it's much easier you're not keeping as much in your head as you are physically right there. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation and you're all standing around, that's the position everyone's in when combat starts or whatever is happening. It's all happening in the real world. So there's not... You're not trying to keep things in your head. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I don't want to interrupt. Well, you're, you're going to anyway. Go I'm going to anyway, because I know what you're saying, and right. what I was going to say it kind of dovetails into that. Uh-huh. Um, but I want to back up one step. I think this guy has uh, attention deficit disorder and maybe dyslexia. 
because he has a hard time keeping things straight. Uh, just from the fact, I, what was his relationship with his mother like? The second, the second thing I was going to say we is certainly know a lot about because him, of yeah. LARPing. Is he's probably a kinesthetic learner. <clears throat> Kinesthetics, yes. have to move, yes. have to touch things. So that ties in with your LARPing. If you know that he perhaps learns things and remembers things differently, it might help you describe things to him easier. Maybe. So without laying him down on the couch the way you just did, which I... <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's sexy time. Um, I was, I'm going along the same way, but I want to give him tactile examples or, or, or ways mm-hmm. to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the use of props for his character. Mm-hmm. Miniatures. Little, well, not only miniatures, but, but things that help him retain... The game, right? So, for right. instance, you so know, you poo-pooed me, but you know exactly. No, what I, I'm I, I poo-pooed you because it's fun, <laughs> and you know, I'm into that. But, um, but basically, you it's, are German. It's the, I, no, that's joke. Uh, different. Yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to get ready to like mellow out. I was getting ready to get. Okay, that, you what? just you spiked all of them. Damn right! If I don't spike the meters once per show, I'm not doing my job. Um. So, but basically, if he's if he's an exalted character, I think that has to do with high Japanese fantasy, doesn't it? Or like some crazy. Like L five R, yeah, it's an exalted the one where it's like like wire kung fu basically. Yeah, so but basically, if he's got things that are important to his character, aren't you, you're all playing gods or something though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but basically, like rings or coins or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Tappy played exalted. That was, Tappy, that was a big Tappy game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was the one that was like it's a white, is the, it white the, wolf? The crazy, it's white wolf, the crazy yeah, I think so. Wire kung fu yeah, stuff. So, but maybe too. not. But but basically, holding onto coins. That are attached to your character. If your character does something that he can play with, like Kimmy always plays with the the little fiddly thing, right? Just because that's the mm-hmm. way her mind works. But also with the combat, if he's getting lost in combat, a combat cheat sheet that has the step one, I'm going to roll this. Step mm-hmm. two, this is what I look up. Step three, and then here are the index cards with my skills on it, so he can touch it, he can hold it, he can see it. When it's not his turn, he'll be constantly playing with them because he has this. You're absolutely right, and that's the way a kinesthetic. Learner yes. learns and remembers stuff as yeah. he needs that, and you may not realize that he's. It's maybe something that he's doesn't know himself or has been hiding because uh, they're not necessarily favored at school. The school is basically built around audio and visual, Correct. and if you're a kinesthetic learner, you have a really tough time. Um, so it's a long story about why I know this shit. <laughs> but the the. the but I, I, this guy sounds like he he's going to end up being a great role player. Mm-hmm. You just got to get him focused on. Well, I was going to say if he's if he's used to LARPing, I mean that's all about character and I mean there's right. all the the things we talked about. But if you can figure out if there's anything that is a system similarity or a way to think about Exalted that he could cross uh, reference to his LARP, right? So whether that's how characters get played or how initiative starts mm-hmm. or anything, because mm-hmm. he's getting lost in the combats, right? And Or even gen- he was singing general scene flow, but LARPs are very heavy on scene flow and characterization, right? So maybe there's a way you could say, even it's like, oh, when we get to this part... Of of scene flow, like it's kind of like when you're doing this in a LARP, because at least he'd be able to be like, oh okay, oh I get that, right? Because maybe he's also just is one of those people that doesn't hop to systems really well. Like gets in the system, he's like, oh, oh man, I don't I don't know, right. all, you know. And mo- most LARPs are really rules like yeah, as it sure. is, yeah. right? Right. And it's this, to Bill's point, it's the same thing forever. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're doing the exact same thing with a lot of times the exact same characters year in and year out. But the the live thing is interesting, and I, I, something you said clicked it is. He needs, it's almost like he needs a routine that, okay, now I'm in character, right? Mm-hmm. And so with LARPs, it's always costumes, it's always something like that. So maybe it's like a... With a LARP, you can't escape. You're, correct. You're constantly in. Yeah, yeah, but so maybe maybe at the table, it's like, oh, okay, you know, your character always wears the hat. Here's the hat, put it on. You know, and that's the, that's the trigger, oh, okay, now I'm in the character. Or, you know, I wear a glove, or just something physical mm-hmm. that he can... Almost like a like a blanket, like a, you know the blanket your kids sleep with, like a like a whoobie, right? It's that it's that you trigger for him. This guy a whoobie, I like yeah, that. Yeah, good, whoobie. yeah, whoobie. What's the what's the big one? The big the snuggly or well, there's the a snuggie. Yeah, yeah, there's snuggies. Now Jeff Walk Walk Walklin Walklin Walk Walklin. How about you just talk to the guy? Ask him what it is that gets him lost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do no, that. No, no, it's way better if you psychoanalyze him than try to, like, just... Well, no, psychoanalyze him first, <laughs> figure out where you went wrong, and then talk, talk to, to the him. guy. Really? Yeah. He, he could really? just be really hammered. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that could be, too. Who yeah. knows? It does. It, it's happened to me a couple of times. But like, it sounds we like were, they, he doesn't want to get rid of the guy. No. No, no. and, I, and I, 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 like, I applaud the fact that he's like, I want to try to figure out how to do the system that all my other players want to do, but keep this guy in. I don't want to just dump him, right? I, I have, yeah. a, and that's and that is, but that's a great suggestion. The judge is like, like sit down. It's like, hey, I've noticed mm-hmm. that you're having trouble focusing on a game, like, or you're getting lost in commentary. It's like, all, what is it about it that makes it difficult? Like, and, and it could it could even just be a structure thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people that run the LARP are like, you say it, your character says it, you break character, then bad shit can happen to you. Yeah. Whereas this is maybe more relaxed. Sure. Thing and he's like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they don't mind. At a table, we go in and out of character oh, all sure. the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and hardcore people who want to stay in character the whole time, we probably would drive them nuts. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Can we get one of them? We have one. Sure. Who? Mac. Oh, she stays in character all the time. She yeah. shows up with fangs. Yeah. All right, I didn't realize that. Cool. Uh, see, now that's another player I haven't played with yet. I want to play with. <laughs> like, I'm so. I was so stoked. I got to play with Sam in the Rifts game. Yeah, she's like, awesome. Because she's awesome. And now I'm like, oh, oh man, There's she's awesome. Other people, yeah. She's, not only is she funny, but she's also one of the genuinely nicest people I've ever like gamed with. She's really, really generous. That's not tough, though, because we're all dicks. dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a thought. If it turns out that he's a kinesthetic and maybe ADD, uh, and he's having a hard time maybe just visualizing I the combat. I suggest Ritalin. No. <laughs> Addy. He's all about $7,000 right. yeah. to pass on to Stork for his psychoanalysis. Yeah. Um, it's his fee, by the way. Give him, just give him some miniatures that he can sort of set up and that he can move around because if that gives him a play, all right, if I'm here and she's there, okay, I can do this. It might give him not only something to play with and touch with, but may have, help him visualize the, the combat. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. There, there could be a thing, too, where like some people, and, and look, I think that's the thing is like you got to just actually right you got to talk with the guy and figure yeah. out what it is but like for some people they stay in a combat flirting better if they're given some task to do that is relevant to the combat like you're keeping turn order right yes and like okay great so yeah. i know that like here's a thing it's like really simple but you know like oh right i got to pay attention because i got to tell the gm when he's like who's next okay now it's this person yeah like whatever it is so maybe there's something super simple you can do that's going to make it so now you have they're engaged. Yeah, this really because it's. I, I agree with Steve. Like, I, I bet you this guy's going to be an awesome player. Yeah, uh, Dave uh, Dale from from Swimmy says 
read Skinner and then use positive feedback to change his behavior. <laughs> Positive feedback is always good. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of positive feedback. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both, positive and negative. You want stick and carrot? You need both? Yeah, well, well, carrot and electrode. <laughs> carrot, carrot and citronella. Carrot and cattle prod. You know what? Can, can that be... My citronella thing, the batteries are dead. I don't have new batteries. I get dog barking. I put it on, no dog barking. Right. That, it's can unpleasant. We, can we do a musical duo? That's the name of it. Carrot and cattle prod? No, no, carrot and, ele- carrot and electrode. Carrot and electrode? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. We, we tour Vegas. I'm so doing a superhero group with carrot and electrode. Carrot synth- and electrode. Synth pop? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and we dress as uh, different metal, vegetables. Thrash metal and oboe. Some kind of good combination. <laughs> we can do it like in the right of spring. That'd be like yeah. our, our like signature piece. <laughs> If there's anybody left, you, then you can start the concert. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Thank you, GM John. Thank A convention you. game question from Balder. Sure, I'll read it. <coughs> Hello, Stu and the mighty Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-Douche-
I hope, Kadave, you are at home watching. The teaser He's is you're in, you're on Tatooine, right? In Mos Espa, right? Right. You don't have your ship. No, I know. You you got it. You got to go find it. Yeah, I do. If there was only someone you knew that was on retainer that had a ship that you could turn to for help. Who's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's going to be fine with that, except your Sith Lord. <laughs> I, I gave him money to help fix his ship because yeah. I felt bad about the you fact guys that we, great. we tore it up because of the stupid Sith Lord duped us into I, I honestly his shit. have never seen the Sith Lord do anything. I'm trying to think if I've seen him. I do know anything. there's an NPC on Tatooine. I know he's. I know he says. He says he can sense things. I've 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 witnessed him go. Oh yes, there's something there, but he could just be full of shit, right? It's true. <laughs> have you guys have not have you seen him use his lightsabers? You were unconscious during. Uh, you've probably you both, maybe you both have, maybe not. I'm I don't know. To think I gotta of, like, go back. He's, where he was. I don't know if I've ever him. seen him use them. I don't know. I know I had a gun pointed at his back. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a, that system in Mongoose Traveler, and he actually talks about Mongoose Traveler in Denver. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's great. Oh, wait. Uh, I, got, I got a response. Exalted uses a modified storyteller system. Okay, okay that's great. what I need to know. But yes, Not I would a hard love game to, system to, to finish answering your question. I would love to go back to the Star Wars Traveler game. It's just timing. Yeah. After fair. After fair. Due to your advice and guidance, I have changed my GMing approach and improved my style of uh, GMing or of gaming. Oh, good. Uh, this summer, I am taking the plunge, and running four games at a local convention in systems I have picked up from listening to you. Savage yes. Worlds, yes. Hero 6th Edition. Ooh. I have two questions to pose to y'all. That is, that is some diametrically opposed crunch. Yeah. 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 One's good and the other one's Hero. <laughs> oh, damn. I like Hero. I grew up First, Hero. I am running the Savage Worlds game in Weird War 1 setting. Oh, yeah. cool. Just, uh, I, it's not a setting I have run it in, but I'm familiar with it and it's really cool. Is there a world? I didn't know there was a Weird War 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be some scary fucking shit. Oh, yeah. World War One was pretty well, yeah, let's terrifying start with, as it yeah, is. World War One being screwed up and now add the weird stuff it's on top of it. It's pretty much Call of I'm trying to avoid the typical pratfalls of interacting with famous people in history. Uh, I'm consider- I love the fact that he used pratfalls, not pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm considering having the group uh, meet with Tolkien. Yep. I feel this inclusion has merit. It would make sense giving the setting. However, I... Also can tell this path may be fraught with pitfalls as well. My plan is to use him as a potential advisor capacity, similar to bird staff, and let the players be the heroes. What potential troubles do you see with using someone so well-known? So I think, I think here's what I like about that, is that you don't have to give the last name, and he can still be an advisory role while still being sort of the same rank, right? So you're, never, you're not going to call him Lieutenant... Tolkien, Lieutenant, you know, whatever, just be like, hey, call me, I don't remember what the J stood for, or even one of the R's, but, hey, man, just call me this, like, this is what I've known, here's what I've seen, if you guys have any questions, and you can slowly build that thing up over time, you know, it's a con, so it's short, and then maybe the last half hour you have the reveal, be like, hey, like, here's this manuscript I'm working on, like, tell me what you guys think, you know, or, 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 is because it's the Weird War One setting, is there crazy shit going on that's Lord of the Rings-esque yeah. that he's there seeing and just slowly making notes about? You know, something where, where you're interacting with a famous person, but you don't realize it in the moment. Right, John that w- Ronald Rule Token. 
Yeah. That was my thought, was that he's actually just taking dictation. And after the whole thing, he's like, I've got to, nobody's going to believe this. I've got to write, yeah, <laughs> that big. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting thing, just like, you know, I'll just call me John. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like like J.R.R. was his pen yeah. name, right? Just like, just call me John, you know. And, uh, and, and well, it's interesting, because, like, it's, it's not even clear whether he's... He'd be in the military unit, or if he's he was he was he was, he was a right, he was, yeah he was yeah. part of the British military in World right. War One yeah so I bet that be, that's kind of interesting. I, I, I'm kind of hit. It. What happened to my mic? I don't know. Did you put on the wrong one? No, I put it. Oh, it unplugged. Hello, hello. Am I there? Check one two. Pro. Check, baby, check, baby, check one, one two. two. There I am. Okay. Professional. Okay. Um, the. Uh, I'm kind of. You put the a. Eh. Lukewarm about adding famous people to games. I mean, yeah. I did it in the Vast Dominions game. I put um, in the Gerps game too. Which which one? Where I played Jack the Ripper. Oh no, that's player character though. The player characters that's different. Okay. NPCs. I don't. I I think that there is a risk of the NPCs outshining the player characters. Well, and that's the risk he brings up, right? But and, I, and, I, and a lot of times, because I, I added, I added a, a, a historic figure to the Vast Dominions game, and it was, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Lenin. Peter Ilyich Ulyanov. Yeah. Lenin was a, was a nickname. Yes, yes. And they were with him, and he's kind of a bloodthirsty guy. Yeah. And then they didn't even find out until... You told him. After, yeah, it was like after the session. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, look look him up. And they're like, oh, that's Lennon. Because I used his actual, what is it, his given right. name. Yeah. And, but it was like, eh. But, but see, to me, like, listening to that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And so, like, when he, you know, when he comes up again, and because you told them after one session, and he was still there the second session, right. and he talks about the revolution, and he talks about all those other well, stuff. But she'd been talking about the whole time. He had been, yeah, yeah but, but now you had that different context. And as a listener, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And to me, it didn't outshine the players at all because he was still an ancillary character back here. Yes. But you could tell that from a world-building perspective, he's still super important. Like, that's one of the reasons Quantum Leap was cool. Or he could be. Or he could he be. He could be, right? You know, it's it's the quantum leap scenario, right? Like he goes and he meets all these people. Now, none of them overshadowed him right. as the character, but they, they provided an accent to the universe. See, I was gonna say, I, I was waiting so I didn't interrupt anybody, but I, I, I think Stu's wrong because I played in Dave Kazay's game and it is chock full of literary and historic characters, mm-hmm. and none of which outshone us. I mean it could be argued that because Dave is such a passionate GM that Butch and Sundance were really, really Intense, but I don't know if they outshone us or not. No, I don't think no, they did. I don't no. Think so. no, no. So I, I it done the only, right. The only the only NPC in that game that that would, would have outshone us would have been would have been Edison, but he's a prick anyway. Yeah, he's a doucher. Um, the fucking dog. The also because this is only a, this is a con game. I don't think they would have. A significant chance to outshine them unless they're a, a GMPC. That's true. I, personally, yeah. being a con game, my suggestion would be to concentrate on making engaging and interesting NPCs, mm-hmm. and and that, not even worry about that. That's just me. That, I mean, I'm like, I don't mean to be the poo poo guy, but I'm going to poo poo that. <laughs> not not in this one. You got to go in the house to do that. No, I don't do it in this one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do. I do. 
Second, and I close it up, turn I'm the fan off, Colonial Gothic and then, then someone goes in and boom. I've got more to read here. Carry on. Second, All right. I'm you're interrupting my poop story. <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> Second, I'm running a Colonial Gothic horror-style game in Hero inspired by the A Touch of Evil board game. I thought he was going to say 18. Now, I find it interesting that you're going to be running horror in Hero System. That is an interesting combination mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of. Before. Well, they have that. there's a whole uh, horror source book. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and think about it, man. Like, deadly and scary. Like, oh, sure. It's great for it. It could be. Yeah, I, I thought they s- had a whole horror source book. Not for six. Well, I don't think they had it for six. Maybe, no, maybe for not. a previous yeah, I think yeah. he said Is it just full of NPCs that have presence attacks, like, all the time? Because yeah. that's all you're yeah. doing? Probably not. Killing. Killing attacks. Yes. Oh, in presence. Right. Because you, like, you know, I am, and everybody runs away. Uh, I've created five 175-point heroes with gadgets and minor abilities for the players to play. I have an idea for three potential final villains for the heroes to face off against, depending on the results of their investigation. I'm having some difficulty dialing in the appropriate point level for the final villain. I don't have much experience with hero. This would be only be my third game, but I really like the system, and I am trying to give it some love in the area. Uh, I have been working on a 400 to 450 point build encounter, but this seems like overkill. I want the encounter to be a challenge, but I also not a TPK. I am also using killing attacks due to the theme of the game. Mm-hmm. I will now await any lessons that may be forthcoming from the Matrix of Douche. Sincerely, Balder on the forums. First of all, let me say, I love the fact that he's got three potential villains depending on where their investigation goes. Right. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Because yep. he's like, oh, yep. It could be any one of those people. I don't want to hear any more crap about overprepping, all right? That's, that's exactly what you got to do sometimes. Uh, uh, short tangent, fourth edition hero had a uh, horror book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fourth edition. Okay. I, myself, I don't like building NPCs as full-on characters. I just go after the relevant stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they've got... Know their OCV and their DCV and whatever attacks they have, their, whatever their killing attack, however dice that that is, and all that stuff. Know a little bit about what what they're going to have for con and what they're going to have for probably mental resistance. I don't know what the, what is it used for. Right. You got to know your speed, rules. right? Oh, uh, well, you got to know their presence, right? Because I think I think presence is the straight up. It's a presence check. It's okay. like a presence attack. Okay. Right? All right. So, but um, I, mean, I I don't even know if I would bother worrying about a a point. Build and actually like a point total for the mm-hmm. characters. I would just say this is the kind of attack he's going to have. I'm going to put it at this level. And you can also say, you know, oh shit, this killing attack's way worse than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to like drop a die out of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, it's time consuming. If you're in hero or GURPS, I, I don't do it. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm like, here's the, the, I mean, when I do the vampire game. It's like, okay, are they fighting people who are fighty? Okay, they're going to have reasonably good physical stats. I'm not even going to worry about what the rest of their stats are. I'll just assume they're all ones or twos. Mm-hmm. And then I need to know what their brawl is. And I, I need to know what their, how much, uh, how do you, what their pool is. Okay, that's awesome that you can do that. But I, I don't know if I could do that. I, don't, I would run the risk of making Dr. Douche again. Who just can, can I'm making shit up. And I want him to escape this time. And so I, how, do you, how do you rein yourself in from not... Just keep, you know, well, it's open-ended. I'll just, now he has a bolt attack. Oh, now he, now he has well, I don't, a... Well, I don't make field. it all up on the fly. Right. But it's I, like, I know he does this, 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 and this. Right. And this is about where I think he's doing it. Yeah. But I'm going to allow myself, if I 
do the first attack and it's like, oh, holy crap, I just cut that dude's arm off. This is like, I'm going to TPK this group. That's not what I want to do, right? Like, I'll make that, oh, he drops that thing. It was obviously a one-shot weapon or whatever. Like, right. you, can, you can weave it into the story. Or if it's like, you're all pew, 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 and you're like, crap, I can't even hurt these guys. Okay, well, shit, now he goes and he kicks open this chest and breaks out the shoulder-mounted thing. Right. You guys give yourself some parameters. Yeah, Yeah. sure. You have to have a framework to play in. You can't just Mm -hmm. be open-ended. It can't just be a beginning point and no ending. Well, and this guy's got experience because he's making the the pre-gens. Right. So you know what the pre-gens are capable of. Give the big bad a larger attack. Although I, I, I I think it's better to have... Have your big bad be a little bit better than your player characters, and give him a couple of minions rather than have him be super super good because ganging right. up has a compounding effect in yeah. most games, at least. But I'm no mere hedge wizard, but, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but, that, but that's the that's the thing that was in is there's not a good mechanic, as I recall, in Hero for there's a 450 point character and we're a bunch of 175s. Like, how are we going to take him down? Right. Like, there's not a... If none of our attacks can get through, there's not a thing where, like, we get to our powers combine. No. Unless you've written that into the characters in some way. Right. Form of a bucket of water! Oh, no, yeah, yeah. you've got a situation where the guy's got double-hardened defenses and stuff like that, and no one's equipped for it. That's a different kind of problem. But that's a problem that they need to look at and say, okay, we can't touch this guy. How are we going to get? Pat, how are we going to solve the situation? Let right. them be creative, and then just listen sure. to what they're doing. And when they right. come up with a good idea, just let them do it. Let them do it. Right. But I don't think you need to build a full blown character for NPCs. Yeah. See, when Even I make, when villains. I make the freak show encounters, I make them very powerful. But I always look at because I know the characters. I always look at the characters and make sure I've built in some flaws that the characters can exploit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, they might be really, really. Uh, uh, Susceptible to mind powers or whatever, so that allows Madame Taro to be able to do something. Or perhaps they they don't take physical damage, or they don't outwardly show up, but they you know they take damage or whatever it is, so that everybody or at least there's a weakness that can be exploited. And I, I let the players know that at some point that that happens. So if you want to build a really powerful character, make sure that your players can hit them and damage them. Oh yeah, yeah. or at least one or two of them can. Yeah, you just you don't need to build the whole character. I mean, you can kind of. Wave over what his what his disadvantages are. You know he's probably if he's a super villain, he's probably me- megalomaniacal and he's probably overconfident and he has all of the all the that typical stuff. Maybe he's got anosmia, yeah, anos- <laughs> right? Because that's an that's an important <laughs> one. Allergic to strawberries. That's right. Allergic to strawberries. Triskaidekaphobia. That's a good five yeah. pointer. <laughs> that's when you're allergic to triscuits. Yes. 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 A, a dex of triscuits. Yeah. It's a very obscure game in China where you play cards with Triscuits. Triscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm afraid of it. Yeah. A Triscadac? You never heard of it? Right. I mean, that, okay. but that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, that, that's the one thing why I, I like to roll behind the screen. Because whatever, if it's going to benefit the story... Right. Clack, 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 clack. I could not even be looking. Sure. So, like, rarely. Usually it's like, whatever, roll, okay, that happens. And I'll, like, show people, like... When the when your ship got stolen, I like I, I remember I showed somebody I was like oh. you showed me you're I like, showed you I'm like, like oh. <laughs> I'm like no I was like oh like Look. should I roll and then I was like, like yes that is a that is a critical success so okay is. great so like there's times where I do let the dice dictate but there's other times where as the GM ultimately you're trying to make it 
fun and compelling and a great story. Right. Right? Yeah. So if you're playing and the way the, the die rolls are going and, and or you've built how much of this villain you want to build out and you're like, it's either too easy or too hard, just biggest thing is to change it while you're doing it. Right. And yeah. If you can come up with an interesting story way to do it, that's great. Mm-hmm. But even if it's just like, all, oh, the next time I'm going to roll one fewer die. I, I, I would say, and this is kind of a, this is awful, but if it's a con, let them win. Don't don't let don't let them don't let them lose their ship. And that all right, great game, right? Let them actually like defeat them. <laughs> if it's an ongoing campaign, they can lose their sure. ship for a couple I mean, episodes. Like, as long as only or forever episodes. or forever. No. Nope. <laughs> She was on my character. That's written down. Doesn't um, matter. What happens after the character generation? No. What happens to your character after character generations? You're on you, baby. Nope. So, so uh, the uh, one of the things that I think is interesting <clears throat> is that is that as a, as a GM, especially a newer one on a newer system, I like to have structure. I like to at least start with the foundation and the structure of everything, and I like to have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. Of okay, this is a fully formed character. This is a fully formed villain. This is stuff that I can work on. Now, to your point, when it comes down to, you know, the dice meet the mat, ooh, okay, now change this, change that, change this. But if he wants to make a 400-450 build, check things like Hero Lab or something like that, or even mm-hmm. go online, like, here's what I'm looking for, villain, for, yeah. you know, yeah. and then you can make little tweaks here and there, but starting with that structure and having it in hand, and even if it is... You know, the disadvantages that you're never going to touch, it's there. And it, who knows? It may inform the character. It may inform how the character plays. Oh, it may well. inform how you attack, you know, and stuff like that. But you know that, okay, I've got this baseline. I've got this foundation in my hot little hands. Now I can change things. Now I can, oh, that I did roll too many. Let me move that down. Like, oh, this isn't right. Let me rewrite this. But I've got, I've got the backup right in front of me. Right. And that's that's a crutch almost mm-hmm. like you were well, talking about with I, I need checks. that. If not if I were yeah. gonna make, say, Doctor Doom, I would actually say he's got a bolt power, he's got mind control, he's got uh, armor at X and X level, and he can fly, and he's got two minions. Mm-hmm. I would write those down. Now I wouldn't necessarily assign point values to it, but then I can play within that framework. Oh, wow, he's defeated his minions, right? Because otherwise if it's just open ended, I'm I'm gonna make Doctor Douche who well, can no, just but somehow the, the, manage the, the, to the avoid it everything. The different, we're saying the same thing. We are. I, I'm because, just trying to make. I'm just I'm, trying to be clear you're, about it. You don't, you don't need to make the whole character and have a point total and yeah. say, "Okay, now I know yeah. that this is a balanced encounter." But if you want that, like Rob was saying, go. You can go out and find them or buy uh, the, the the like villains and villains too. At least they used to be. I don't know what they're called in sixth edition anymore. But yeah, there is a sixth edition. One. Right. So there's, but like, and just look for a villain. You're like, oh, oh, this seems to be pretty close to the idea I had for one of them. Yeah. And tweak a couple things and like boom, put a different name on them. Like you're done, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know? And then if you really, really want to make sure you've got time, you've got all the characters. Just run a combat. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. pixel time, but you sit there and you're like, okay, here's all their speed, the thing. Okay, yeah, he would try this. He might try this. Okay, and then you'll know pretty quickly. Like, That's oh wow, call. none of these guys can hit this dude. Okay. Mm. Right. Turns out there's actually a lot of builds online for free. People post their characters. Yeah. That's yep. exactly you can, it. You can yeah. go out there and steal and borrow, and like, oh, look, there's Dr. Douche already done. I'm just going to get rid of Fly, and we're done. Yep. yep. Yeah, 100%. Don't don't reinvent the wheel, but you can still have right. that foundation. Especially for a con game, yeah. which is a thing that Shane used to give me crap about. Like, you're running a thing at a con. Why are you writing characters? Right? And 
we talked about this before the cameras were rolling, but yeah. uh, somebody that we know who uh, is very into the gaming industry says, why do you roll up characters? I just get them from... Was that before we were on? Yeah. We were talking about that? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I talked with Shane Hensley. So yeah. he, I said, yeah, I'm, doing, I'm running a Savage Worlds game. And I, um, yeah, I'm writing these characters up. And he looked at me like, and he's like, what? why are you writing up characters? Like, I don't write up characters. I just grab ones from the books or like... I just, and I just use those. That's exactly no, the, the, the point. You know, I think the difference is he's running demos. Usually, yeah. Well, no, he'll, and he's isn't he mostly showcasing the system when he's running games? Mm, he'll run. Can't, he'll run four hour one shots. At oh, he will. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know. Okay. He but does I, it all, man. I guarantee you, if you're running Hero, you can find a Doctor Doom knockoff oh, or, or a Galactus knockoff sure. or whatever. Yeah. That's oh, it. They're all out They're there. all in the yeah. villain's books. Very easy to pull yes. them out. Yeah, they just they scratch the, the serial yeah. number off of it. And put them <laughs> <laughs> that's illegal. And that's all you need to do, too. You just reskin it, rename it, pull a couple of powers out, and you're done. Yeah. yeah. And they've already worked out the, that math for you and the balance. So. Right. And cool. then go online and find a cool <laughs> piece of art someone has done. Yeah, that's right. right. Boom. That's one of your on things. There. You love to do that. Bill shows up with characters. You, you actually, uh, there's a there's a website you go to a lot. It's a deviant art. Yeah, no, it's more than deviant art. It's a black something black. Because you, you turn me on to do it, and I spent oh, bigblackdildos.com. Yeah, bigblackdildos.com. No, no, because I spent like a week going through everything. It's uh, people that did some pre. Oh yeah, they, stuff well, right. I don't know if they're still around. Black Rooster. That's What's it. the name of that. Yeah, I don't know if those guys are still around. But Deviant Art now is the it's yeah, my it's first go to. It's there, and I, you just type in like whatever, like Star Wars or whatever it is, or superheroes, and boom, and like just you know a million things come up. Is Deviant Art have a setup now where you can you can buy rights to use the art? You contact the okay. artist directly, yeah. um, and a lot of those guys do commissions too, right? Like, which is amazing, right? Um, and it, and it's and that's the thing that's that's pretty cool is like there are some freaking unbelievable artists out there that'll be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that as a commission for and it's and if you're if you're creating a book, like you shouldn't. I, I all I know is like anytime I see any kind of role playing book come out and it has crappy art, it just makes me angry because it's because you don't. There's no excuse. Me yeah. too. There's no excuse. Right. For me it. too. I'm ha- moment of truth. Ali is doing all the art. Well, it's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> I know enough unemployed, talented artists. I know enough employed people that used to do art. They don't do art anymore. That that can do art for you. I mean, yeah. it, it's yes, it right. pisses but me off too for probably for different reasons or maybe the same. It, it just there's like way too many good artists out there that you can get at completely reasonable rates. Right. Not like you're ripping them off or you're underpaying them. Like just it's like it doesn't cost five thousand dollars a piece. It's like it's right. it's nope. stupid, right? So go get good art. That is a solution to a problem. But our next email is about making problems without solutions. Whoa! Why problem make when wow. no problem Why have? Problem make you don't want to make. No problem have you don't want to make. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, sorry, that was a segue, by the way. <laughs> that was a poor segue, but that was almost as lame as writing a segue. I kind of want to. Of course you do. Yeah. All right, In a marathon. <laughs> no, no. I, just, I <laughs> heard Skechers is making segues uh, now. Son of a. Yeah, there's a Skecher branded segue. Yeah. Are we segue? Or I want Skechers on my segue and Sketch-way. they fell apart. Um, making problems without solutions from Mystic Fedora. Did you actually think you were going to go through an entire episode and we wouldn't bring that up? I do. It's good. I do. <laughs> and buggers. Yeah. And us. No. I love you guys. That's why I hug you. <laughs> Dear Doucherachis. 
I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be. Is that Deuterachus? Like Bacchus? I read it as Deuterachus. It is now. Deuterachus. Hey, know. if it's not right, write another email. Deuterachus. Yeah. Had an amazing moment in my D&D campaign today, so I thought I'd share. Mm-hmm. I know jackers have often said it's best for game masters to create problems, not solutions. And today's events are a great example of why. I'm not writing to brag, I swear. Sure. See, that's why they don't let you chat on geek to geek Because it's like, oh, I had an amazing moment in my D&D campaign. I'm going to tell you about it, and you're like, I don't care. just right. want some good loving. Baby. Um... I'm not writing to brag, I swear. I just wanted to <laughs> illustrate why your advice works well at the table. Okay, you're going to brag wait. about us. That's okay. okay. Right. All right, well, that's uh, fine. Right. How many of these Hey You Were Right emails have we gotten? Like two? One. Three, oh, one. 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 Over, the, over 19 seasons? Six, maybe? <laughs> yeah, not many. <laughs> I will take those odds. Usually it's like you guys burp too much, or you don't burp enough, or... Or I'm from Canada, you're not white enough. And you know what, we call it bacon, but that's bullshit. Ham. It's ham. It's, it's fucking ham. ham. It's fucking ham, Canada. What the fuck? Well, why, why do they call ham bacon? You know what? Uh, 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 Trudeau. That dude's dreamy. That's all I could say. <laughs> I'd rip it. Um, the can, the can. I, love your, I love your comic, too, dude. In case you're watching. <laughs> Nobody reads Doonesbury anymore, dude. You're so old. <laughs> Didn't he, he came back and complained about the internet right. for like right. three weeks yeah. and then yeah. he died. It was it awesome. awesome. And then he died. Awesome. Yeah. The internet killed him. Um, yeah, remember, there's a, there was like five or six strips about Opus talking about how fucked up the internet is, and then psh, boop, yeah. that was oh that was, great. Except that's Berkeley. That's Burke Burke Brothers. Sure. Oh, that was Berkeley. Yeah, 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 that's, so, that's all right. That's good. Right, and Burke, Burke Brothers is still alive. But anyway, yeah, but it's all good. It's okay. Calvin Hobbes. I like, okay, the, I like the fact that you and I actually know it's breath and not breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So the campaign is at level ten. So I'll spare you with all of the amazing things that have happened to them thus far, and just focus on the big moment. Do I have to think about baseball while I read this? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> the party had in their possession a magical tower that works something like the Instant Fortress in the Dungeon Master's Guide. For those of you unfamiliar, it's basically a small chess... What? Chess piece sized tower. Oh, I don't, you're I don't, unfamiliar. Don't, oh, okay. Unfamiliar. For those of you unfamiliar, it's basically a small chess piece sized tower that when used becomes an actual full size tower. What does it how do you define when used? Uh, you say you put it down and go grow or there's a keyword or you put intent. It Bill, whatever, because it's, yeah, it's, it's the command word. It's, it's intense. And, and again, yeah. Okay. Uh, so actually yeah. I'm just gonna use my full the tower now. That's all you have to say. Yeah. But it's okay. important you even if you're in glasses you push up the just, fake glasses yeah. if you have them and then yeah. This particular tower was really an extension of the decayed realm, which, when deployed, basically sucks the life out of all surroundings, creating zombies and essentially eating all life, happiness, and joy from the world. So, sort of like the United States Congress was in D&D. Anyway, obviously the party doesn't want to use it, but they have no idea how to destroy it. Oh, so I like that. So they're like, oh, this thing's really awesome, but when we do it, really it, bad stuff happens. Right. It's pretty much a portal to the to necro the realm. Yes, yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, it's a black hole. They have Hot. no idea how to destroy it, and that was by design. I knew that the power behind it was interplanar and probably outside the scope of most, most mortals. Not even the game's dragon ally knew what to do with it. To make matters worse, it had a sort of a one-ring-to-rule-them-all effect. Those carrying it really, really, really wanted to use it. (laughs) 
because it exists to be eating away at the material world. Yeah, this, it's it's a relic. It's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Especially if it's in that little like tiny back of your voice. I'd be like, oh, this is a great place. And then once you use it, uh, you gotta unuse it somehow too. Mm. Or not? Or not? Because you're dead. Yeah, it's worse than that. You're dead, Jim. <clears throat> so each night, whomever carried the tower had to roll a wisdom saving throw. If they failed, they would, without thought, begin to use the tower until someone else in the party noticed and stopped it from happening. If, if they did pass a save, then they were given a level of exhaustion for withstanding its power. So there was actually in-game effects, even if right. you succeeded. Nice. So like the closer Frodo got to mm-hmm. Mordor, the harder, the heavier the ring got. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. This went on for weeks of game time, and I really had no idea what they were going to do. I had no solution. I knew it was far outside their grasp to handle and was content with the fact that this would be their life for the duration of the campaign. <laughs> it was only waiting for the moment when it, would, when it was deployed and the horrific havoc it would create. One player had an idea. He decided to put it in their bag of holding. Then it would be in another dimension and it wouldn't affect them. Hmm. It gets better. I checked the DMG. <clears throat> When you put planar magic into something using planar magic, both things are destroyed. (laughs) The book talks about portable holes and bags of holding, but the principle remains. It so happens the player had absolutely no idea that he discovered the one, and probably the only, way the tower could be destroyed. So, he put it in the bag. Boom! Fortunately, I rolled low, and so everyone in the vicinity only took 20 force damage. The bag folded in on itself and created a portal to the astral realm, where the contents of the bag remained broken and scattered. The tower was destroyed, and so was anything the bag in the bag that couldn't withstand 20 force damage. Fair cop. Mm-hmm. And the explosion alerted some bad guys about <laughs> where they were hiding. Mm. Why? Well, hey guys, let's take this moment when we're in stealth to try to fuck with the tower. I think I got an idea. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in this the bag and it won't bother we us. Gotta do it yeah. now, or I'm gonna forget. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, scout. We'll stay here. Yeah. Anyway, I had no idea that's what would happen. Could never have pictured it. I just took your advice and created the problem. The players created the solution. Bam. And how. And it was a moment that shocked them and created a certain level of hysteria. Considering also that their entire wealth and a few very powerful magic items were in that bag. Oh, I've been so pissed. They lost their caskets of elven wine, too. Completely vaporized it. That was the biggest travesty of the whole scene. Keep up the great work. See you at Orcon. Chris Gray, Mystic Fedora, That's on the floor. That's awesome. That is an awesome story. Yeah, that's really, really good. But it's almost like you want to sit there and, like, all these magnificent, you know, great, like, wondrous Vorpal sort of death have been destroyed, <laughs> right? But, like, like one silver piece just rolls out of the astral plane and does a little circle thing and just... <laughs> done, right? right? Like, it's that little bit of just, like, oh, twist the knife. Oh. Twist the knife. Here you go, silver. And they yeah. would have carried that around going, it's got to be magical, it survive! I know, 24 seconds. <laughs> See, there was an accident... And he rolled low, and everybody survived. See? See how that works? When something happens you didn't plan, like a failure, and then you, you don't make it the one time where you roll 54 goddamn damage. 
He does it to me well, all the time. You dove in. He rolls you and he dove rolls in. I save lives. Maybe. My daughter. Maybe. My daughter. I think she would have lived. He, he rolls maximum damage all the time. It's amazing. It's amazing. Not in, not in, in the Savage World's Rifts. Oh, my God. I was nope. rolling shit yeah. until I got a critical failure and rolled it. And then I on on four d twelve I I don't think I rolled anything under like a ten. No, I rolled fifty four damage <laughs> on four d twelve. Welcome to my pain. I, I know exactly like, what you're talking about. Uh, that's going to be real bad for everybody. Everyone. Right. I, I listened to that episode because you were was it you? No, somebody was placing the the. That was a different game. That was you placing your your shot on the island and uh, and maxing out your damage. And everybody had to take damage. That was your glitter boy moment. That that was the yeah. This it was fight. shooting a demon, yeah. trying to shoot yeah. a demon. Yeah, and and carefully placed the blast radius so it hit the demon, yes. not the rest of us. And like, oh, yes. oh, that. But I rolled a one. Yeah, so <laughs> I rolled two one. Was that I got moment. a critical yes. failure. Yep. I got a critical yep. failure. I I am still shocked that in the following episode there was no PC combat. I was I was waiting the whole time for Dragon and Glitter Boy to go down. But she can't. She can't hurt me. She got out of here. She can though. wait. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, yeah. She can no, wait. So you but got out. You got out. You got what out. happened? Because you I did. Because I couldn't That's see it. Oh, that. Yeah. The first thing I did was it. No, yeah. no. But like you were like, oh well, I'm not getting out. It was, there was a, a whole discussion of like you can wait, and then I listened to it right yeah. because because the internet went down, so I didn't see I didn't see a twitch on it. Oh, okay. Right. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, but there yeah. was, but there was some moment when you were like, when the funeral happened, and then you're like, okay, I get out of the armor, and then everybody, there's some like, so something happened. That right, was a visual because I, I couldn't tell. Because everybody paused. Right, everybody paused. No, I went up, I went up to her, and 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 he said that uh, if I could trade places with him, I would or something no, like no, that. No, no, like you know, no. What happened? If you listen to it, you said like all. Oh, Oh blah blah! I'm out of the armor, and then there's like this pause, and everybody kind of laughs around the table. That's because everyone looks at Sam to figure out what she's oh, going to okay, do. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. It was obviously some visual Everyone's only like, moment, and she's like, "No, wait." <laughs> right, which is actually great feedback. We, I know we we got this from the poll, I think, mm-hmm. where um, because now we're getting used to the face microphones. Um, two things came out of that. One, our audio is not. As good as it used to be, right? No. Right, which we'll keep working. Part to of part out. of that part of that is the the, the, the microphones we're using, right? But mm-hmm. we'll. But I'm I'm there. There's some outboard gear we can invest in. Over so it's also a lot more clothing, Russell, right. and everything. Um, but then the other thing is that because now we're all oh we're on camera, we've pulled back from being hyper descriptive. That's true. So people that are on the podcast only and right. listen don't they're like I what was the thing I don't know what just or the happened. new RSS feed that you can right, right. Yeah. Well, I think yeah I think we just need to go back to so like part of it's really like making sure like hey for people that are listening right yeah yeah you know. we do yeah so yeah. well you'll be labeled a mansplainer what did who what oh, no I don't know I don't even know what that means I have to look I'm, it up. Not, well, I'm, I'm not mad enough to, to explain <laughs> anything well actually <laughs> I really do like the chorus I wrote <laughs> just a little profane just All a right. little well, let's go, I'm going to end it Oh, it's a nice. Hey, do you want to pitch Renfair? What? Do you want to pitch Renfair? Renaissance Pleasure Fair is going on. Renfair.com, no E. That's why we have to end it early because we all have to go home and like be responsible. I have, yeah, I have 9,000 pounds of batteries loaded into my car in the morning and my neck well, hurts. I was going to say, do you want to do it tonight? I can't. I, I like to let them charge fully. How, how is these? So this is great. Show so, up at 6 in the morning and help uh, them. That's right. Uh, sure, so you can do that. We've been, we, we've been doing the fair for 20, 24th? Year twenty three twenty third year, well, Boggard's twenty third. I've been doing it twenty. Right, right, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, but in the recent whatever ten years, something like that, 
um, we're, or eight years. We're, Heather Don't let the facts get in the way of a good I know, story. But we're, I'm just trying to be in the, in the neighborhood of accurate. Uh, we went in our system, so we've gone through all these different battery types, right? And the thing that was awesome this year is Steve's like, oh, okay, so I built a couple of custom battery arrays, and there are all these batteries, like, and I've got a solar panel. That I'm gonna try to trickle feed from. Yes. So opening weekend, which is last weekend, I walked backstage and there's not just the boxes, but it's like there's a, a wire going up. But there's, and there's a, a fucking solar a, panel. That's solar right. Panel. It's it like, worked though, right? Yes. Yes. The That's batteries. Awesome. The batteries were charged in all. In fact, all of the batteries were charged within one day. So like by Monday night, Tuesday morning. All the batteries were fully charged again. Usually, it takes a couple days. Are you talking about like here at home? You, can't, you set it up on a solar panel and just let it charge itself. No, 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 no. At fair, at fair. it's fair. on a solar panel. It's at fair. It's so a solar panel backstage. backstage. So it no, does I backstage. know that. So you it let does, the batteries it, out there? It tr- no, no, they're here, but it trickle charges during the day. So it doesn't so go all the way down. To, I don't have to worry about the batteries being completely depleted at fair. I, I understand. So yes, yeah, so that but I see he still charges when he gets home, but it takes less time. I see. Yeah, but I charge. Yeah. Yeah, it, it basically, it, it allows the batteries to be more fully charged by Sunday. Gotcha. Because they, they, they only get charged for about six or eight hours, which is not enough to fully charge See, them. And I would just hook up a panel, because you have all week, I'd hook up a couple of panels and just charge them with the uh, huge amounts of sun that we have and not pay well, for I have it solar, I have solar panels. So he is doing that. That's I'm doing it. Yeah, that's I, right. I remember you took me out to your house and said, see that? I'm like, yeah. It's running backwards. And I'm like... Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if it works, now you know it works. Are you going to have like more solar panels? At a fair? couple. Uh, I, I, I might get two more. It's one for each each battery. One I can for run the them. Sill. <laughs> like I can. I can. The... I can. If I run them in parallel, it will increase the amperage going to the batteries. In parallel. So. Yeah, I'm serious. Fancy man. Yeah. Well, I know all about that shit now because I had to wire that shit so it didn't explode. Success. Because it's fun it out of things. Yeah. Right. But see, Unless now, we want to run on a 24-volt grid. We want to run on a 24-volt 24 24 grid. grid. Then yeah, have to and now you can take this knowledge, though, and transfer it to some game setting. Where you're like, okay, I know how to set up solar panels. Right. <laughs> My character is going to set up in series. And I, I was actually, panels. I mean, the solar panel is probably about this big. It's about not quite three feet long and, a, and about a 18 inches wide. And it was like 60 bucks. That's not bad. And it'll, it, 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 I don't know how, I haven't put a voltmeter on it to see how much it's putting out, but I'm sure it's putting out a decent amount of power. Because that's the important part is how much it puts out. Well, no, I was going to say, it's, it's a matter of how, about how big it is, or size doesn't really matter if you get a lot of them. Sure. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because we have that whole backstage, you could have a whole, like, you know, sort of runway. Fucking solar fall. Yeah, it'll just be like on the way to Vegas, those giants, or in, right. uh, or in, what was the horrible movie with Matthew McConaughey? Oh, so, boy, that Sahara. Sahara. Right, Sahara. I've never even heard of that. Right, wasn't it the one where, where they go where they go to the desert to find the uh, the war the civil warship? That's right. And then he leaps over his neighbor's fence, and then he says hi to the chicks that are sitting there in the sun. Yeah, I remember. That's that's a bad. That's a famous one. Sarah. Stop! Stop now! <laughs> Not uh, there is a movie called Sahara with Matthew McConaughey. Season adventure Dirk Roderick. Pitt. Dirk Pitt. Oh, I, I said, said McConaughey. He said McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, see, I was thinking you Broderick. No, 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 no. You were waiting for your turn to talk. <laughs> Sets out I'm sorry, for, what did you say? for the African desert with his sarcastic companion, Steve Zahn, in search of a ship rumored to have vanished long ago, the main draw being the treasure supposedly hidden within the lost vessel. Let the daring duo come across a beautiful scientist, Penelope Cruz, Oh, so you know it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Who, who is juggling an escape from the warlord no, mission. I just want to think that she's <laughs> juggling. She's a scientist who juggles. <laughs> she's a physicist. <laughs> oh, nice. 
2005, and it was given uh, a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Roger Ebert gave it a 3 out of 4, but he had cancer. Um, <laughs> I, I don't trust him. Listen, man, at all. Amazon gives it a four and a half out of five. So, so basically, so I really don't trust it because it's not a great movie. But they they have a lot of scenes at a solar solar farm, like one of those giant ones with all the mirrors and stuff like that. That's where I was going. That's what the it's, Shaggy Dog story the, was yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's it's a Civil War boat in the middle of the desert too, which is there's like six stories in that movie. Wow. Yeah. But speaking of horrible films, I will I will say, and this does lead back to gaming because. Uh, this person has been very involved in the game. He's like, I am so excited for the new MST3K with Felicia Day on it mm-hmm. and, and Patton Pat Oswalt. I'm like, oh my yeah. god. I never watched that shit. What? I think you would like it. I tried. See, I'd I'm rather not overselling. Ra- I think you would I'd like rather it. Ra- just watch the bad movie. You don't like the comedy? Added comedy? They had robots. It seems like Mystery Science... I don't get, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. I've watched a couple okay. back in the day when it was. I watched. I'm like, I don't get it. And a lot of I, I, every all my friends liked it. I'm like, I, I just don't get it. To me, like, that's it's, like the, what, the riff tracks. Same thing. Yeah. It's like, just shut up. I want to watch this bad movie. Well, I would always watch those bad movies with friends. So to me, it was something that like, oh, if you don't have friends. Right. That's what you do that's why because I liked it. that's what they're there for. Way to poke that open wound there. Sorry. Maybe if you were more charismatic, you wouldn't have that problem. I had my character is. <laughs> How do you play that though? If you're not charismatic, but you get your character. He just dice. Oh, dice. That's yeah. right. I I go in and I I'm super charming. Hi. Like that. Yeah, Twenty. Okay. I win. She loves. Are me, there right? girls there? I want to do them. That's how I knew it. That's a really specific reference, you guys. Yes, it is, and I'm channeling. sure most of the people listening got it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Oh, so good. And we were on an album with those guys. Really? Yes. Really? That bit was on the Doctor Demento album. Oh, that was it really? Locals is on. Oh no, that shit. Best of album. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's where I heard that. Basement from. tapes number five. Dungeons and I Dragons. I think it was called Basement Tapes number yep. five. That's right. All right. There's I'm going to call it. There's your gamer trivia. We were on a. Thank you for joining us for season 19, episode four of Happy Chicken Running Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm smart. I'm drunk on power. Uh, Bob. We'll see you at fair tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Come on up. There's a there's a meetup, but I don't remember when it is. May thirteenth. May thirteenth. May thirteenth. It's you, not tomorrow. If no. you live in Southern California and you are coming to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair in beautiful downtown Irwindale, California, come on May thirteenth. Or show up. Or show up on May thirteenth. We'll be there. Come to the reef. Say hi. Or show up at the reef. Or show up at the reef, and we'll say hi. <laughs> Hi. Or hello. That's enough. We're going to leave you with a song. Nope. Tune in. Tune in Sunday. Tune in Monday. We're playing. And follow us on Twitch. Oh, Twitch. And That's right. Please do Twitch. Follow us on Twitch. we got to get to 500. We love you. Bye-bye. Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.
Oh, you take the high 